Welcome to the Honor the Gift Podcast. I am your host, Art McCracken. I specialize in transformational leadership and high-performance coaching. I've worked with hundreds of companies and thousands of individuals along the way, helping them achieve greater outcomes in all aspects of their life. I'm a speaker and writer, but at the end of the day, none of that holds a candle to being a husband, father, and friend. I believe the greatest gift in our mortal existence is the gift of choice. How we honor that gift will shape the eternities. I also believe that career is a way of being and not just a way of life. And when you figure that out, by learning to let go of the charades and leaning into growth, life just seems to unlock itself. I know this because I've lived it. Quite simply, my calling is people experience living true. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the commitment to lean into growth. I honor your journey. Now, let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome to another weekly episode. In this week's episode, we're talking about criticism as a justification. Before we dive too deep into that topic, I want to share with you some thoughts that will lead us up to discovery. So, have you ever had a moment where you come across someone in your life or some circumstance or some exchange that you feel called or compelled to provide feedback? It may be candid feedback. It may be um, feedback that has the potential for some contention or some disturbance in the, the atmosphere of the relationship. And in doing so, your feeling of being compelled to speak your voice or to say something that's on your mind and to point out something oftentimes will come from a place of, I need to be right in this moment. I need to correct those around me. I need to provide new insight, new perspective in hopes that they'll understand me better. And in doing so, I wonder how often we forget about who's on the other side of that exchange. Do we view them for who they are? More importantly, do we view them through the eyes of capacity? Do we view them for the challenges that they have in their life, that the, the intuitive nature of working to become their best self? Do we view them from a place of grace and high respect? Do we view them from a place of personal humility and engagement? I've had the wonderful opportunity through my career to be in community with others. And by saying that, I mean that I've had the opportunity to be in the room with individuals when faced with confrontation or faced with disagreement, the opportunity to take a moment to reset and to evaluate more from a place of listening and understanding and inquisition what the possibilities might be in that exchange. I can promise you that in those moments, when you're able to view the other party as someone with great potential, view them as somebody that is doing their very best to navigate this imperfect mortal experience, someone that even in spite of their follies has a divine intention to do good. I think that grace that comes in those moments of realizing that each of us are on and in our own imperfect journey and that the eyes on our own paper becomes the the biggest challenge for us. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why it's so difficult for us in moments to 
consider what others are doing, to look at maybe the opinions of others and how it impacts how we show up or maybe how we flare our ego. So in acknowledging that and just starting to think about that, I would like to share with you a passage from the Bible. In 1 Corinthians 4, 3, Paul reveals his somewhat stoic view on the opinions of others while also sharing some of his own recipe for personal progress. He says this, But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you, or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. It's clear to me that Paul had little time nor space in his own head for the opinion of others. Neither did he entrench himself with self-judgment. Paul walked with an, with an air of grace. He operated from a place of inquisition. He operated from a place of personal ownership and a, a resolute nature to, to determine his path forward based on what he could do personally. It's often that we become soaked in the decoy of criticism. In that criticism, we tend to overly evaluate others. And sometimes we even overly evaluate ourselves. Both are most often, in fact, I would submit both at all times, are very ego-driven. Certainly, the assertion of right to cast a critical evaluation of another is a clear mark of someone expending effort to avoid and procrastinate their own personal growth. Let me say that again. When we assert the right to cast a critical evaluation of another, it's a clear mark that we are expending effort to avoid and procrastinate our own personal growth. You see, we build walls, we build fences, we create hidden passages, these lonely corridors and wasted rabbit holes, that when we engage in this craft of obstacle avoidance, these structures, all these things that we build, these passages, they're so easily justified and inviting, while also being rigid and defined by common dead ends, criticisms that become justifications for our stagnancy or a pass at growth, neither do they serve us nor do they serve those that we could be serving. What I mean by that is when we criticize others, it just becomes a perceived justification for our own stagnancy. It somehow gives us a pass or an excuse to no longer serve those around us. In short, don't let ego and insecurity get in the way of your own personal growth. We have today, we have right now, we may not have tomorrow. May we all spend time in our own space, as Paul did with a spirit of possibility and a bias for action. May we shake off the need to control and to justify. 
May we take personal responsibility and have reverence for the imperfections of this life as we diligently pledge our allegiance to being better tomorrow than we were today, for we have no time to spend on the fixation of others. It's your time. Own it. Learn from it. Live it. And as Paul taught us, give space for it. Life is meant to be lived in. Smile with the reassurance that our best is all that is expected. Remember that growth is always a choice. Until next week, my friends, make it a great one. And remember to always honor the gift. Thank you.